Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Podcast advertising has much greater recall than other forms of ads. But how many times have you forgotten a URL, a coupon code, or even the name of an advertiser when you were ready to take action? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Podcast advertising is hard on all sides of the equation, if I'm honest. It's hard to efficiently buy, it's hard to efficiently place, and it's hard for the ad buyers to integrate podcasting ads with the rest of their ad buys. And yeah, okay, okay, sure, I recognize that a billion dollars or so is already being spent on podcast advertising just in the U.S., so the hurdles aren't insurmountable, but still, they could be made better, especially for brand advertisers who've invested quite a lot to build up their brand equity, brand equity that they can't often leverage in podcast ads, whether they're live-read or programmatically inserted. One company, Vocalize Inc., is trying to change that. Vocalize Inc. is the branded benefit sponsor this month, and I recently sat down with CEO CJ Silva and asked him what Vocalize is doing to make podcasting better. So there is an inherent flaw in podcast advertising as it stands right now. The call to action and the way that listeners connect to brands and the talent on the podcast is hard to remember. It's usually a URL. It's a string of letters, .com, .org, followed by a, typically an offer code, something that people forget right away after they hear it, right? They want to get back to listening to the content. So the ads aren't foremost on their mind. What's important to them is really the podcast, right? The content. So what Vocalize does is makes it easy for people to remember how to connect with the brands or the talent. What we do is we allow the brand or the talent to create a unique phrase. And when that phrase is spoken into Siri or Google Assistant, it'll take that listener directly to the website that the brand or the talent wants them to go to. Uh, so for example, let's use Nike. Nike has a world famous motto in Just Do It. So instead of providing the listener a call to action of go to www.nike.com forward slash podcast show name, they can just simply vocalize, just do it. So the listener can then just into Siri, say, hey, Siri, vocalize. Siri will ask for a phrase and all they have to do is say, just do it. Safari is going to open automatically to the website that Nike wants them to land on. And Nike can actually set a different website based on the state where the user is located. So they may have a different landing page they want for people in Florida because it's warm weather versus somebody who's still in the colder weather in Maine. So they can use the same campaign and still deliver a user to a more targeted experience. Um, additionally, you're getting the listener to speak something about your branding, which is really unique and it's something memorable. It's simple for people to remember. So it sounds like Vocalize is mostly an, an ad tech play. Do you agree with that summation? 
Absolutely. The origin of the company was really listening to a podcast. I heard an ad for a company called Bolin Branch. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Yeah. Sheet company. Kind of great messaging where they say three former U.S. presidents sleep on their sheets. And it was something that resonated with me. But like most podcast listeners, I didn't remember the name of the company. I didn't remember the website they announced three times during the ad, using up valuable time in, in that ad read. And a few weeks later, I was looking for sheets, believe it or not. And I was like, oh, you know what? There was that company I heard, couldn't remember the name, but I remembered they said presidents use their sheets. So did what most listeners do, opened up Google, typed presidents and sheets, nothing. Nothing came back about Bowen Branch, which I was really surprised. I was like, wow, I was like, I wonder how much they spent for that ad in order for me to see every other competitor that they have out there. The, the minimum ad spend on that platform was about $10,000. I was like, what a waste. They just spent 10 grand to send me to see every other competitor except for their product. And you know, that's when I was like, it would have been a lot cooler if they just told me to grab my phone and say, sleep like a president into Siri. And I would have remembered that. I would have remembered that two weeks later but I, I wouldn't remember the name of their website, the name of the company, and especially not the offer code. Does this work out of the box? Does a brand need to do anything other than register a vocalized phrase with you and it just works? So yeah, that's, that's all they have to do. So we have a marketplace on the back end. It's similar to registering a domain name, right? In this case, you would register your phrase and then set the destination URL and that's it. Um, the, the end user right now needs to have either our app or an app that has our SDK installed. So we're actively looking for SDK partners, such as uh, podcast players that are looking to provide a, a better experience for their listeners, something different against all the other podcast players that are out there. It sounds to me like you're really looking at this more as a play for brand advertisers than direct response advertisers. Yeah? Correct. But there is there is some benefit to direct response, right? Because now the websites you can be delivered to don't have to be published websites, right? They, they can be, they can be deep links, something that's mm. not searchable. So now you, you have the exclusivity factor. So if you're a podcaster, the only way that somebody can access this content is to speak this phrase. So there's no way they could go to Google and search for it mm. or find it. It's not going to be something memorable where somebody other than copying and pasting it, sending it via email. So we've created speakeasies on the internet, right? So now somebody can say this unique phrase and get into somewhere unique and get that exclusive content that there would be no other way for them to get. Yeah. So it's like click-based advertising where you can put a click for a deep link, but look, we've tried that in podcasting. It just simply doesn't work for a lot of reasons. But one thing we can universally do is say something aloud. This episode is brought to you by Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout helps you launch a successful podcast with powerful tools, in-depth podcasting guides, and remarkable support. Learn why Buzzsprout is trusted by over 100,000 podcasters at buzzsprout.com. Hey, it's Evo. Thanks so much for listening to Podcast Pontifications. Whether you're brand new to the show and to me, or if you've been listening since the very beginning so many years ago. If you like what you're hearing, please share it with another podcaster you know. My mission with Podcast Pontifications is to make podcasting better by inspiring serious podcasters like you. So, if you feel inspired, share the show with another serious podcaster. Send them to podcastpontifications.com. And thanks again. Vocalize is doing something that's 
well, unique in this space, but there are lots of other options where brands are trying to place ads and and track the efficacy of their ads and get their name out there. What is it you think that Vocalize offers that's better than the existing standards today? A lot of the tracking that's being done in podcast is, is based off of IP tracking, right? So we know that a podcast was delivered to this IP address or this household or this area. And then we look to see conversions based off of that within a certain amount of time. Now we can see direct correlation. We can see how many times those phrases were actually said. Um, we know when those phrases, where they're said, where they're coming from, on what day. So the attribution could be much higher. With the implementation of the tracking pixel, we can get really granular. So now we know exactly uh, the conversion, where it came from, from the point at which the user spoke that phrase all the way to the desired effect for that, for that ad. The hurdle we have is education right? Because it is changing consumer behavior. We've all accepted URLs as the way the internet works. And honestly, they suck. I mean, they're they're really, (laughs) I mean, guys like me invented it years ago and and it just became the norm. And they created domain names, which are are pseudo language because IP addresses were way too cumbersome. I mean, there's a reason Google is a multi-billion dollar company, right? Because it's not easy to remember URLs, right? We all remember jingles from when we were little kids, right? The the double McGum, we yeah. can all sing them, honestly, they, they sure. just, they stick. So if you can use that same capability within humans, something that's easy to remember, it, it's something that they'll go back to at any time. What's next for Vocalize? So we're in talks with some, uh, some major companies as far as deploying our SDK. I can't mention their names, but um, this would Vocalize enable upwards of 30 million daily average users wow. instantly by them adding our SDK into their app. A lot of people have installed already. Um, we're also building out our development team so we can we can fully execute some of the roadmap. I mentioned the, the tracking pixels, um, but we're looking to also expand our exhaust data capabilities. So being able to, to find out how many people said um, certain phrases on certain times and then um, potentially export that in, in a much more unique way. Right now we can do it in in a CSV file, just some raw data that they can pump out. But we want to make that a little bit more user-friendly yeah. as well. So that's really, we're focusing on our SDK work. Uh, the focus is, is we're not going to get 50 million people to download our Vocalize app, right? True. Not going to happen. But to focus on our SDK partners, and we're, we're making really good progress there, um, as well as building out our development team, we're really excited with what's, what's upcoming in the next few months. If podcasters are interested in this, what should they do right now? Uh, they reach out to, to me. You can you can purchase your, your phrase on vocalizemysite.com. If you have the app, you can just vocalize best website ever. Uh, if you want to get right to our site, <laughs> or you can email me. Uh, you can just email cj at vocalizemysite.com. And that's vocalize with a Z um, for, for the those anglicized listeners that then may use an S in there. It, it's real simple. It takes about five minutes to set up a phrase and it works instantly, right? Even if you change the URL destination, it updates instantly. It's not like a domain name where it takes about 24 hours to hit um, and propagate across the internet. It's immediate. Special thanks to CJ for coming on the show to explain how Vocalize is making podcasting better. This conversation sparked a few ideas from me, like how do we make our podcasts more attractive to brand-based advertisers? What does a world where voice assistants are much more universal look like for podcasters? And what can we podcasters do to make our own content more memorable? 
Those are topics I'll be exploring the rest of this week. But for now, I shall be back directly with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers! Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word. <laughs>